This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello and welcome to The Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Tom, I got a full belly and I'm ready to go. What's it full of? Pizza. And I have a question. Okay. I walked here. Hopefully the question is, would I like some pizza? Would you like some pizza? Yes. Okay. We've established (laughs) it. I walked here uh-huh. heroically in right. the 83 degree heat. Yeah, even after the sun went down, still hot. Yeah, I mean, the sun was still up when I walked. Well, I walked it's down here. now and it it's is. still kind of hot. I was like, you know what? I haven't eaten dinner yet. You know what I'll get? I'll get a slice on the way. Mm-hmm. So I got, I stopped at a classic pizzeria New York and I got a slice mm-hmm. and I got it not heated up. Right, as is. As is. Mm-hmm. Is that what really, our, our friend Dan used to, to <laughs> yeah. used to go to pizzerias and be like, I'll just have a slice as is? Uh, I mean, I say it that way and it always, they get yeah. it. They know, like, I never get a like, huh? Yeah. So I got it as is. Uh-huh. Got it on a paper plate. Yeah. Continued my walk and ate as I walked. Yeah. How do you feel about that? What? Eating while- Yeah, I wa- eating a slice of pizza while walking you're, down the street. No, you're a- yeah, you're a weirdo. I know you've said that I've mentioned to you in the past, like when I've met up with you or something like, oh, I got a slice of win. You, you've been disgusted with me. Like you come from a different culture where that's rude. I I just think <laughs> it's awkward. Number that's one in Japan, you can't walk and eat. That's it's considered rude. Is that true? Yeah. Are you? Is that where you picked up this? Uh, maybe. Why do you think it's considered rude? I mean, I think in Japan, it's just because, like, everything's very clean. So it's like, ah, you could, like, get crumbs on the street or whatever. <laughs> they're worried about crumbs on the street? I, I mean, yeah, look. sounds like a wonderland. They, they've got, a, uh, you know, a glass window uh, or a broken window type uh, uh, way of seeing, uh, you know, street pollution over there. Right. And it's if, if even crumbs get on the street then eventually that's going to lead to hypodermic needles just all over the place. Right, and that's... Uh, and I, filth I can see that and grime. No, I mean, well, it's funny that you're attacking me for even just asking questions <laughs> when you always talk about <laughs> how much... I'm not much... attacking you for asking questions. I'm attacking you for your previous statements on this topic. I, I, I don't know if I've ever been on record saying that it was like grosser or whatever uh-huh. you're trying to say. I just think it's awkward to try to eat a meal while walking down the street. I also think that mm. as a true New Yorker, if you're walking down the street, you know what you should be doing? Walking down the goddamn street. <laughs> you shouldn't be on your phone. Like, yeah. you, you should be, if you're, if you're going to be doing something other than getting to your destination, 
pull over and do what you need to do and then and then get back on but the you sidewalk. can eat pizza while keeping an eye on your surroundings it's, it's not the same as a phone i'm not staring at the pizza the whole time i'm eating it as much as i would like to you, 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 you take the slice and you miss you get it right in all over your <laughs> nose you get sauce all over your nose um yeah, I, I, it, it's not the same as I know what you're saying, but it's not the same as. Do you think you walk slower when you're eating a slice of pizza? Yeah, because I'm enjoying the pizza. See, walk and- around me, go around. I put my uh, hazards on. <laughs> let them know. I think, and I think there's no better uh, type of food to eat than uh, a pizza uh, while walking. Yeah. In terms of like what could be considered a meal, like a Snickers bar is is definitely okay, right? I, but I'm saying like food, food, like prepared yeah. food. Yeah, uh, meatball sub, meatball. You're gonna get meatballs all over the place. <laughs> no meatball sub is too hard to guarantee that you're not gonna dribble. Okay. Um. Hmm. And it and what it's about kinda... like a drier sandwich than a meatball <sighs> sub, like a like a turkey. Like a, a turkey and Swiss on a roll. Mm, is it a soft roll? It's a it's a standard. I think as long as it's like a softish roll, that's okay. You're worried about crumbs from a. From I'm worried. I'm, a... I'm still worried about crumbs as always, but I'm worried too if it's like a very hard sandwich. Is somebody gonna have to like turn their head to to rip through the bread? And when they do that, taking their eyes off of uh, the road, you know, taking their eyes off of what they well, should what be paying you, what attention to. What if you have, if, you, if you're eating the New York slice mm-hmm. the appropriate way. Yeah. Uh, and and a, hard, it. a hard bread, I'd also be worried about choking. <laughs> well, what about the mozzarella cheese, Tom? Uh, well, mozzarella sticks, no way. Don't right. walk and yeah. eat mozzarella sticks. Oh, you know what? On the pizza, as long as you're getting it as is, mm-hmm. it's not going to be all stringy. Exactly, yeah. It's going to be that congealed and not, <laughs> yeah, just not very oily, tasty. But <laughs> now I like that more. I don't like my pizza too. St- I don't like the cheese too stretchy. Sometimes it's it's ridiculous. You think I like the cheese stretchy? Though? Yeah, that's what, what it sounds like. Me? You think I like making more of a I mess? Know, you like mozzarella sticks so much? I like mozzarella sticks when like. Uh, it's you know they've cooled down and it's mostly like eating a uh, like a polio string cheese that's been <laughs> that's deep been breaded yeah. and deep fried. Um, but yeah, I think it's fine to eat a slice of pizza walking down the street. Too. Okay, thank you. If I'm I saw I you in permission. the street, I wouldn't have pushed you over or anything like that or, or called I mean, the you police. You probably would have for other reasons. You call the police on everybody that that <laughs> isn't doing exactly. <laughs> They're getting crumbs. Tim, you're gonna get me uh, canceled. Yeah, that's the idea. Um, Tim, I was thinking a lot this week. Uh, if I can talk about something I'd like to talk this about. Is another cancel culture rant. <laughs> I mean, a little bit, I guess, because here's my question. I, I mean, I watched a video and it kind of had the answer to my question. But uh, why don't we have airships anymore? Airships? Yeah, like more, blimps? Yeah, more, more blimps and stuff. Tom, can I tell you something? What? <laughs> have you are you secretly investing in a project that I'm going to be interested I've been to hear thinking about? Thinking about this a lot for the first time ever mm-hmm. this last weekend I watched the film uh Indiana Jones and oh, The Last yeah. Crusade. Yeah, when they're on that blimp it looks amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's run by Nazis, but like <laughs> right. Forget about that part. Yeah. Like 
You're talking <laughs> about you're talking part, about a non-Nazi blimp, right? <laughs> right. That you want to that you want to fly yes, around. Yes, I in. guess I I forgot that it's actually a Nazi blimp, and maybe I shouldn't have immediately said, "Yeah, it's great. It looks like it's so much fun." Right. It looked luxurious. Yes, if it didn't have if it wasn't adorned with the swastika. Exactly. And, yeah, um, it didn't have and the, people asking for papers and yeah, all that. No ticket. He yeah. says about the guy when he throws him out. Yeah, it's very funny. Um, he's then, a bold man, that Indiana Jones. He sure is, Tim. That's why they made a bunch of motion pictures about yeah. him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is it just because the Hindenburg? Kind of. Uh, well, the Hindenburg, like, basically, they, they figured out after the Hindenburg. Like, and what's ah. the difference between a blimp and a dirigible? Um, there's like a few different things and it mostly depends on, I think like the frame, if it's like a rigid frame, a semi-rigid frame or a non-rigid frame. Sorry I asked. (laughs) Um, but basically they can use either hydrogen, which is dangerous because, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was going to say if it gets wet, but that's the gremlins. If it gets a spark near it, uh, it can, it can all, uh, go up in flames like the Hindenburg. So, so, um, so there's no smoking. No smoking. Uh, or uh, helium. But I believe the problem is helium's uh, a lot more expensive. Yeah. Isn't there a helium shortage? Don't we like not? Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Basically, helium apparently is a non-renewable resource, which I think means like once we use it up, it's just like, well, that's it. Helium is now extinct. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's a way to make helium. I remember hearing that a few years ago and getting so alarmed, <laughs> way more alarmed than I've ever gotten about like climate change <laughs> you're like all right enough is enough we yeah. need to do something we, we need, need to, balloons god damn it we need to cut back on everything well and uh i think also at least in balloons the- just filled with air those are the worst balloons. <laughs> oh absolutely Ugh, screw those unless you got like a whole room of them you got a whole that's yeah kind of maybe fun. i don't know <laughs> still depressing um no, I think the other problem with helium is that like the U.S. government subsidizes it, so it's like way cheaper than it actually Why would, would be. Why would they do that? Just I for tanks because, for freaking because birthday the, clowns? The, the bir- yeah, the birthday clown union, Tim, and the the birthday balloon lobbyists. You know, they're all over uh, Washington D.C. Big birthday, big birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? That's what they they offer to uh, the various Congress. Uh, hey, uh, how would you like a big birthday? Hey, I would you like a big birthday? We can get you a balloon so big. Oh boy, you don't want to let you you wouldn't want me to let go of it because you'd fly off. <laughs> and then it's like kind of a threat too. Oh yeah, yeah, just like a veil. And they're like, oh hey, you know. And then somebody's like, is that a threat? They're like, hey, I'm just kidding. It's a helium joke. <laughs> You know, and then the congressman. Hey, they, have a slice, have a slice of cake. <laughs> then the congressman Relax. feels like, oh, I'm in on it. It's fine. Um, so, I I believe that's the case that we just can't make more helium, but helium uh, is a lot safer, right? But they're talking about that they want to use hydrogen that they can put blimps all the way up in the stratosphere. Well, I don't want that. <laughs> no, listen, with cargo. And okay. that it, it's like 90%, uh, you know, less bad for the environment uh, shipping stuff that way. Right. Than like a container ship. It uses 90% less uh, energy or whatever. Because yeah. it's just kind of like riding the current in the stratosphere. 
And also it's like if, you know, China to California, it's like, well, yeah. And if the balloon pops away, it's, I think when it's up there, it'll just make it to California anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think it's like uh, hydrogen at altitude isn't as uh, as flammable. Okay. So I think that wouldn't be a concern. But also, it's like it's over the ocean. So if you know it, it uh, something goes wrong, it's just going to fall in the ocean. Yeah. Or anyhow, you might, you know, you'll get a hot TV where how did this get so cheap? Fell off a blimp. In the Fell middle, out of a blimp. In I found it in the ocean. The ocean. Um, well, that was. I was like, well, it, but they, but they also want to do uh, uh, travel blimps, like. Uh, I think it's it's only like, like the one that you loved so much from <laughs> from Indiana well, Jones and Last it, It's only like uh, I think a few years away they're taking reservations for this uh, like luxury blimp ride to like the North Pole, mm-hmm. uh, and like and it, the interior looks like a modern version of the of, Polar Express. No, of, <laughs> of the the Nazi uh, right again uh, blimp without from, the no. Nazi it had a icon- lot. No, it had a oh. lot of the iconography. Yeah, Yikes. Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> um they they were they were sticking a little too close to the formula they didn't know what it meant uh no it it looked like a beautiful like a like a yacht like a luxury Mm. yacht would look would people like us be able to no no it's like i mean it wasn't like insanely out of reach but it was like the i want to say it was like tens of thousands of dollars like obviously you would never want to spend that kind of money but it wasn't like a million dollars right um, wouldn't it be cool if the billionaires got into a like a blimp off instead yeah. of all that like if they became obsessed with blimp travel yeah and this had like a little uh um uh little cabins you know you get for yourself mm-hmm. when you're up there well i'm kind of surprised sleeper car because they they this thing i was watching they were saying like uh that it's actually a faster way to travel in a lot of trips just because you can like take off and land anywhere. Hmm. So you like, you don't need a runway. So like, yeah, if you're some billionaire, you can be like, oh yeah, I have a, you know, football field in my backyard. I'll also keep my blimp, not even keep it, but just land and take off yeah. from there. Like they do with their helicopters. Yeah. That basically it could, it could replace trips. that would be like half helicopter, half airplane, because like overall it would still be a shorter amount of time. Uh, and like, it looks really cool. And it's like quiet. You're yeah. up there. It's not it seems so peaceful. Yeah. Uh, but I was thinking, I was like, ah, but like, all you need is like one guy with a sniper rifle to, you know, shoot a hole through it. Then I was like, well, I guess like you can't shoot planes either. Like planes aren't built to like, and then, and we, you know, Boeing comes out like we built this plane so good. If a, a maniac with a sniper rifle shoots it from his backyard, it won't even crash probably. I mean, it won't though, right? No, I don't. Well, I If you hit in the right place, it might. I mean, not if it's flying at altitude. Right. And I mean, that's the same thing for these blimps. Like, I don't think they fly high enough that you could hit them with a bullet. They fly higher than you'd be, be able to hit them. Yeah, with yeah. A yeah, the okay. bullet wouldn't be able to reach them. Right. Uh, I'm just concerned. It, it's, I feel like 
it'll take like an hour or two to get to the altitude, right? No, it climbs super quick. Really? Like it's actually kind of scary. Well, looking. now now I'm afraid. Now I don't want to get in one of these. <laughs> it, it climbs at like I don't know, like a 45 degree angle. Like it looks kind of crazy. Why did we not do this episode about blimps? There, I have so many more questions. Well, well I'm sure you don't have the answers. To <laughs> I was gonna say the reason why we didn't, Tim, is because that's it. I'm tabbed out on what I know about blimps. Tom, come in, have a seat. Yes. Oh, I'm being interviewed for a job. Yeah, uh, this episode's about come, job interviews. Nobody says come in, have a seat. That's like when you get called into the principal's office. What do you office. mean? Not the have way you ever been on a job interview? The way you're Please, saying it. Please, sit down. No, people are nice usually. They're like... Yeah, they're like, hey, please sit down. <laughs> they're not like, hey, please sit down. But they're nicer. You're saying it in a very stern tone. Yeah, come on in, have a seat. I was smiling. Oh, okay. I was, a little low energy, but yeah. Well, maybe you've been through. You've been doing a lot of interviews today. Yeah, exactly. Tom, have you have you been on both sides of the job interview process? Yes, but I've not been on either side in a very long time now. Yeah. But don't worry, that won't stop me from giving uh, advice. <laughs> advice for new grads. Condescending about- <laughs> advice, probably. Um, yeah. Uh, do you? All right. Do you like the process on either side of it? No, I hate both of it. I've been on both sides. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think the ideal place to be. Is mm-hmm. to have one job your whole life, right? And not and, rise and your to dad's a level. The boss, exactly, and not rise <laughs> to a level where you have enough responsibility where you're conducting job interviews. Yeah, because once you well, and that's the interesting thing. Like once you get to uh, a certain point, uh, like job interviews change. They're they're like way less formal. They're way less formal, but then way more involved. Yeah. When it's like executives and stuff. Like I just remember uh working at jobs where it was like, oh, we're, you know, the, the they're going to hire a new like C-level executive. So like each of the current C-level executives is going to like go out to dinner with a bunch of different people and go out for drinks and go on a weekend with their family. Yeah, they have to go like turkey hunting. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, all these things. And then, and like, I know about these because I would get roped into them sometime. Where, what? You're not, you were not. I know. I was like, you know, the lowest level employee. To like, uh, to like get people drinks to, and stuff. No. And like, <laughs> clean no, their I think, shoes. I think it was probably mostly, mostly to be like, let's see if he like treats this guy like shit because like this guy seems really great. We're going to maybe... bring a real Poindexter here and see if he gets bullied. <laughs> we're we're going to bring a guy in that's going to annoy this man. So it was like a, it was a regular Mr. Bean situation <laughs> that I was often brought into to see if uh, somebody would finally <laughs> lose their cool after uh, putting up with a half hour of my antics. <laughs> You got like you were like uh, an Ernest P. Worrell uh, kind of <laughs> character. Yeah, you know, like somehow I had inadvertently like you know push a man's wife out of a window and she would land in a you know a, a horse trough down below. Uh, various things of that nature. Yeah, I mean these are all typical job interview <laughs> yeah. things that we're talking. Well, about. but I'm saying I've I've. Uh, 
never really been on. Well, I, like I said, I've I've been like brought along on some of those. Like, hey, I'm like going to the bar to meet this guy. Like, you know, why don't you come? Um, but I've but I've never been interviewed that way. Right. Yeah. The, the only interviews that I've ever been through are gauntlets of. Yeah. All right. You are going to come to an office mm-hmm. for seven hours one day, <laughs> and you're going to meet with fifteen people. Yeah. And they're all going to ask you kind of the same questions. Right. And then they're all going to go, so do you have any questions for me? Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I just asked like 13 other people a whole bunch of questions. I'm kind of, I know all the answers. Yeah. I know know everything. I don't have any more questions. Yeah. I've had those interviews where, yeah, by the end, I've asked all the questions I have. So then uh, I'm like, "Uh, so like what temperature do you guys like (laughs) to keep this office at? Because you're a sad of things to ask. Yeah. Uh, I guess you could ask the same question of multiple people, but yeah. then it's just like, I don't know. It's fake. Yeah. The, the last guy answered it. Yeah. The last guy told me if if there are any babes working here yeah. or not. And that the <laughs> temperature's kept at a, uh, a nice uh, 72. Yeah. So I guess those are all my... Yeah. Usually I say, well, I asked the last guy about the temperature and if there are any babes here. So I don't think I have uh, many questions for you. That way they know that you're, you've covered all your bases. Yeah. Uh, and uh, does this company drug test? It's my other question. Um, <sighs> Tom, my life would have been a lot different if uh-huh. uh, I... Didn't think that the blockbuster video was going <laughs> to make me pee in front of another person. <laughs> which is why you why you never got a job at blockbuster video, which you now think has held back your career. I don't know. I just think of uh, it would have been it would have been fun to work at a blockbuster. I'd be yeah. I'd be uh, it would have been your in into Hollywood. This point. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been I would have been like, oh, I've learned the stru- the screenplay structure. Mm-hmm. And now I can take that to Hollywood and then and tell them the next uh, how to write a screenplay book. Hunting. <laughs> well, uh, I could have been the next Matt and Ben. <laughs> um, did you did you interview at Blockbuster? I went to the kiosk and they said, "Are you willing to uh, to drug?" I put in all my information. Uh-huh. I don't think it was a rigorous uh, no. process. Uh, and I put it in, and they were like, "Man, that must have been like early for like interview kiosks too." Yeah, um, and they were like, "I I didn't do drugs," and right. they were just like, "Would you be willing to submit to a drug test?" So <laughs> oh, I, like, I thought it was like because you were like, ah, "I like smoke pot." No, it was like, like it was I, like, "Oh, I don't want to have pee to in front of somebody." Yeah, like because what I thought would happen would be like a guy would be like. All right, take out your your private parts, and I'm <laughs> and, gonna watch and you pee, pee, just... and pee behind the counter. Your blockbuster, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. Tim, so. you could have gotten one of those uh, prosthetic penises that they sell for uh, if you have to cheat on a drug test. It wouldn't matter. That's not that that. It was the awkwardness. Well, of, like it doesn't matter if it was a real or fake <laughs> thing. Yeah. It, 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 what concerned me was like I just thought it'd be awkward. I'd have to like make small talk with this. This person would probably be like my boss. Right. It's like I'd yeah, see this person every day. <laughs> so you didn't really understand how they drug test. No, I did a drug test once when I tried to get a job working for Coca Cola. Right. Uh, before they were like, before they realized. We hired this guy. He's going to drink all the soda. Yeah. 
Um, were you just like, oh, I'll get paid in, so in the sweet, sweet brown No, stuff. I was hoping to get paid, but then steal a lot of right. soda. Um, you ever steal from your employer, Tom? No. Uh, I I was actually thinking about this the other... Well, I was thinking about it because I was telling you about that heist thing that I watched. Right. <laughs> Would you like me to explain no, that again? You, no, you did it for hours. Um, right. But I was thinking about it, and I was like... No, nah, I've like never really stole. I've never stolen anything of consequence from an employer. But I was asking that as a gotcha question, where uh-huh. you'd be like, "Oh, come on, stop accusing me of this." You answered it very honestly. Yeah, of course, you've never stolen from an employer. Oh, I don't know. A lot of people steal from a lot of places. But I was gonna say, I uh, like when I worked in a store, had like I never stole any like product or whatever, mm-hmm. but. I knew like which manager to go to to ask for like a price on like an open box thing. Right. And like I got some things at prices and I was also a manager. So then I would sell that person something. Yeah. <laughs> at prices that like, I don't know if you'd be able to call the cops on this, but, <laughs> but certainly it wouldn't look good on a balance sheet. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I would like to call the cops on you the way that you do about anybody getting <laughs> well, crumbs dude, on the street in front of your building. Now, now, uh, now, I'm never going to be able to uh, go on a job interview. What if somebody invites me in for a job interview, Tim? And they're like, "All right, well, first things first, let me to listen to every episode of this guy's podcast." Well, they'd probably be like, "Well, job interviews. Let me see what he has to say yeah, about that." Exactly. Fuck, I really didn't think this through, Tim. What if I do need a job? Well, I'll take it down. I mean, all, you, all you say, said was that you didn't, em- you didn't steal from your employer. No, I just colluded with other employees to dramatically mark down prices. All right, so you're not going to get a job in retail. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to go back to retail anyway. No. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm uh, sabotaging myself here, Tim. I kind of do. I want. You want to go back to retail? I want to. You want? You want? You still want that job at Blockbuster Video? No. You know what? I think this. This is a. This is. I keep finding like new definitions of uh, midlife crises. <laughs> Why are you looking them up? No, no. Like in my life, like it's just like okay. I'll, I'll be like, oh, you know what? I feel like I feel like uh, having a Corvette and a. Uh, no, um... no, no, no. That's that's it. Like. And a and a nineteen like year that. old girlfriend. <laughs> um, it's it's like I I don't want a nineteen year old girlfriend. I want to be nineteen in that like <laughs> it's like no I want nobody to expect anything from me. Right, and it's just be like I want to clock in for a job where like nobody really cares what I do. Yeah, um, and all I care about is uh, what party I'm going to. Like I want my nineteen year old life. Yeah, you know, it's like oh. Yeah, I guess that's what people like approaching 40 always think. Like, yeah. oh, fuck. Yeah, you'll, uh, you'll get over The cool part it. of my life is done. <laughs> you'll get over it, Tim. I'm sure, you know, as you get older and older, you'll be like, nah, it wasn't that great, I guess. You know what? I think I might come to, I, I think, you know, you, have to, you always well, have I mean, to be looking forward, there, Tom. Well, yeah, and there are, uh, I mean, you're you're talking about, like, the best parts of being 19. But, yeah. like, if you sit and think through all of it, you're yeah, like, happy. Ah, yeah, it's like, uh, maybe I wouldn't want to yeah. uh, be that age again. Yeah. Um, did you ever interview at, like, uh, you know, like, stores, like, places in the mall or anything yeah, like blockbuster that? Blockbuster freaking video. Well, but beyond Blockbuster video. Um, Old Navy okay. one time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and did and uh, they told you you don't have the look. You don't have the old navy look. You look like shit in cargo jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I looked good in cargo jeans. Um, not even cargo jeans. Cargo, cargo pants. pants. Tom. Well, I'm giving away my next idea. You get like so much in those pockets. What were we thinking? What what were we even carrying? No, they're around? coming back. Because nowadays we do actually have a bunch of stuff to like hold in our what? phones. The, that fits in your regular pocket. You don't need a big cargo pocket. What if I've got a huge phone and a tablet and a, a Wi-Fi hotspot and a, a drone? I need pockets for all these yeah, things. Yeah, drone. I didn't a a about battery that. pack and then another battery pack, an extra one for the drone. I went into the back of the Old Navy, right, where they had a bunch of us. <laughs> and you were so horrified seeing how the sausage was made that you were like, oh, I can't work here. <laughs> I went to the back of the Old Navy, <laughs> and they had a, a, a few of us there. It was mm-hmm. like a roundtable interview. And then they were just asking us multiple choice questions. Like, if you mm. see someone stealing from Old Navy, <laughs> oh, like man. another coworker from Old Navy, would you... A, confront them privately and try to convince them not to steal. B, immediately tell a manager. <laughs> hint, um, hint. Yeah, or C, just ignore it. It's none of your business. And like, I tried to answer them honestly the way that like me, a compassionate non-narc would. Yeah, like, yeah. I think I'd be able to to convince them not to do it and uh, explain to them why it's wrong. And uh, I think it's and like they're like that's, that's bullshit. But uh, I still got the job. Yeah. Oh, you you probably thought like I'll say this and they'll think he oh this guy's actually no because I, I wasn't I also didn't want to in front of all these other people who were like some of them were scumbags yeah. and I wanted to think. Uh, I was cool, right? They were yeah. my fellow scumbags. Uh, no, they were they were my fellow. Uh, interviewees right right and i was like i don't want to be like oh yeah i'd turn this guy to to you right yeah (laughs) so like i tried to be kind of cool about it and also like even at the time i was like fuck old navy i don't care (laughs) i think (laughs) everybody should steal from old navy sounds like you're not gonna get a job at old navy they gave me a job at old Navy. well they're not gonna i I doubt that offer's still open (laughs) it's not still open because they gave me a job and then i i didn't want it so I just uh, didn't show up for my first shift. Yeah, <laughs> they called me up so angry, <laughs> and I was just like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I'm not gonna ever come in." Sorry. Uh, I'm surprised. Well, I could see them being angry if like somebody that day was like supposed to train you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, I don't like. I when I worked in retail, we had that happen occasionally, yeah. and it was just like, oh well, uh, like who knows what happened to that person, but. Uh, like they never, at least they didn't come, at least they didn't do this on their second day after they had like filled out their paperwork and stuff. Now I have to steal some open box items. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for 
my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. <sighs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Before we move off of like uh, uh, retail job interviews, perhaps into more general job interviews, uh, I wanted to talk about I was thinking about it recently, Um, like uh, when I worked in retail, I worked for Apple and I had to uh, like later when I was a manager, I had to like go to like, I don't know, like conferences and stuff a lot and training things and other store openings. And I just remember this one like training thing. Where uh, there was like one person there and even amongst like Apple employees, this person was like insanely diehard Apple. And uh, we were talking about like, uh, you know, somebody was like, "Uh, you ever have like a customer come in to the store to like show you their Apple tattoo? And everybody was like, oh, yeah. And then uh, this guy was like, yeah, this guy came in once and he had an Apple tattoo on his throat like right on like his uh, adam's apple that's not safe is it safe <laughs> uh, who knows it depends on how thick your skin is but uh how much can you like a corporation but we were like ah uh, and this one guy was like i would have invited him in for a job interview and i was like i'm not gonna buy a computer as a customer i'm coming into a place and the guy's got a tattoo of uh the, maybe, the place where maybe he as works. a customer you think like this guy himself is a product uh, or yeah and then next thing you know somebody's taking him home yeah that's uh, cool and you're well is it cool maybe Tim? they're slavery oh well, maybe they're paying well that's not then that's just a job that's just <laughs> yeah. a, that's a then second that's job just them hiring him away yeah uh but i was i was thinking about this recently because i was like uh the, and the guy showed us a picture of it and it was like you know like the uh, tatted up dude like real punk and uh, I was, and I, I said that I was like, that's a tatted up dude. He's real punk. Um, but I was thinking about, I'm like, wonder how that guy feels nowadays having a multi-trillion dollar, the, like the biggest, you know, back then it was like, oh, Apple's the underdog that creative it's still people a use. Freaking company. Oh, though. absolutely. Who cares? Like, uh, you're the guy's still the lamest guy, even in. What was this, 2002? Yeah. He's still like the that. lamest guy on oh, Earth. Oh, I mean, I agree, but I'm just saying 
now like now it's got to be now it's just like wow that guy must really like airpods or his iphone i mean before it was like man this guy must really like that colorful computer that the weird college kids have on their <sighs> well yeah because maybe he was a weird college kid himself tim yeah I, I bet he i bet he is still proudly like because he thinks people who like in, like bought yeah. Apple products, but not Apple stock in like mm-hmm. the, the 90s and 2000, early yeah. 2000s. They think like, this is all, but I have something to yeah, be proud yeah. of here. I, I'm a I visionary. Yeah. It's like, mm, if you're not rich from it, uh, you're, you're operating at a loss here. <laughs> they got more money out of you than you ever got out of them. Uh, but I was always shocked uh, when I did interviews for retail and like we would pre-screen people pretty well. Still, just how many like people where it's like, how do you function in society? <laughs> like you're just so dumb. Just like a- answering questions like that. Like, what do you do? You know, uh, even simpler questions like, how do you feel about stealing? <laughs> like, it's wrong. It's okay in some situations, or like it doesn't hurt big corporations and people that would answer that way. And it's like. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, that big corporation is not going to hire you, you knucklehead. Yeah. I mean, part of, I guess, the interview process is... Is to get rid of those people, yeah. Yeah, but also... Tom, you got to stop finishing my sentences. We've, we've, we've talked about this. Well, I know what you're going to say, and I can uh, deliver more efficiently sometimes. Um, no, it, it's, it's to... You know everybody feels mm. like it's fine to, to, to steal <laughs> from a big corporation. It's just like... How political can you like how 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 much common sense do you have not to say that in an interview? Right. And the amount of common sense you need is very yeah, you're small. Not, but... You're not looking for a choir boy. Right. You're looking for someone who's smart enough to be like I who who is smart enough to say that they won't steal from you. Yeah. And like I don't think I'm trying to think about it. I don't think we ever had like, uh, you know, somebody narc on somebody else. Like, and there were times when like people were stealing and I don't know if anybody else knew about it, but, uh, was it really as easy to steal from the Apple store as I was led to believe in the early two thousands? Uh, yeah, there is, there is no alarms on it. Can you really just like grab an iPod and just walk out with it and nobody would pursue you? Uh, they, sh- they're not supposed to, I mean, mm. but that's the, the case for every store, but like, you know, we, we would uh, have idiots that would sometimes do that. And, you know, again, it was like, You'd bring a knife to work. <laughs> no, again, it was like, that's not coming out of your paycheck. Yeah. Like, don't worry about the, the multi-billion dollar corporation making up the money for that iPod. Don't yeah. go like, you know, get get knifed or shot trying to get it back like the company's not gonna do it's gonna fire you for that so don't do it um yeah that's my message um, if you see someone stealing just friggin' look the other way who cares <laughs> unless honestly no seriously what about if it's a priceless piece of art at the museum tim guess what if that museum isn't keeping an eye on it, oh, then they deserve it. They don't it. deserve it. Blaming like, the victim. The museum isn't even looking at it. What is art? Art is there to be looked at. Yeah, well, maybe if they're not looking at it. Then guess what? You don't deserve. Maybe it. somebody switched it out with a fake, and it took them a little while to realize. Or somebody did in you know in the middle of the night, like a cat burglar. Still be looking at it. 
If you want to have art and you, you're serious about having art, you should always have someone looking at that art. Yeah. So you don't think like the police should uh, help out in these cases? No. Yeah. They should just, if anything, chastise the museum for not keeping a close enough eye on its art. helps out? Uh, the- yeah, the police help out when somebody steals from a museum. They're like, this is like a movie. Yeah, we want to help. A lot of things happen in the movies that, that don't happen in real no, life. No, Tim, I, again, I've watched a lot of shows. A lot of movies. <laughs> No, I've watched a lot of documentaries about stealing and stuff. Yeah. And the police, sometimes the FBI, they love to get involved. You know a lot about stealing, Tom. Yeah. I'm curious. Yeah, I know a lot if you don't want it to happen to you. Would you ever flag down a store employee if you saw somebody stealing from the store? Uh, No. Okay. Because I think that would just like, I mean, it would depend. Like if it was like a small mom and pop shop, Sure. Okay. But if it were like, you, when's the last time you've been in a small mom and pop shop? I like a bodega or something, okay. like a corner place. But I'd also be real careful about it. You would never do that. <laughs> I'd be like, you might want to check in the back. All right, after okay. I paid and I was like walking out of the store. Wouldn't you be afraid that it might be a bad grandpa prank, and <laughs> then you're going to be in the next bad grandpa, uh, narking out the Tim, bad grandpa? I. I will say it right here, right now. I'm never signing a release for a bad grandpa. Not <laughs> yeah. bad grandpa two, not bad grandpa three. Not going to do it. I'll never sign a release for anything. Anything I'm not getting paid for. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've so, we've talked about this on here, the show. Listen up. Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Hidden camera prank yeah, shows. Don't prank us. Yeah. Or prank us, but then freaking pay us already. Yeah. Pay or- up. Or Pay else. up Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> well, Tim, I don't think yeah. he's the most powerful man in Hollywood. Tom. I, I don't. You don't think you he, know his name? I don't think he does prank shows. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I. Yeah, I would never sign any of those things. Uh, yeah. All right, let's get to some <laughs> job interview questions. Job Tom. interview questions, Tim. Uh, I looked up on uh, Indeed.com. Uh, they had uh, a list of their top top eight tips. I got a undubitably, indubitably.com. <laughs> well, it sounds like it's probably hard to spell. You probably go to the wrong site a lot. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to go over some of these tips if I can. All Is right. that okay with you? Sure. Tip these no- are tips? Yeah. Okay. Tip number one, research the company and interviewer. And interviewer. Yeah. I don't Find like out where they live. Find out where they hang out, what their routines are, what time they leave for work, what time they come home from work, what they do on the weekends, if they have a security system in their house, if they seem like they're a gun owner or not. I don't like when I'm interviewing. I when I, whenever I have interviewed someone and they know anything about me. Oh, absolutely. The same things happen to me. When they're like, oh, well, of course, in your experience, blah, 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 I'm just like, who the fuck told you? <laughs> <laughs> who told you this? <laughs> yeah. who, who, who's, who's, who's the rat? Who's out there telling people things about me? Yeah, tell, hey, whoever told you that, keep, tell them to keep my name out of their goddamn mouth. Yeah. I also feel like anytime that's happened for me, it's been like something where when they mention it, I'm like, huh? And I'm like, oh, right. Oh, I, maybe just mostly, I guess, because of the context. But oftentimes it's like, you know, they look me up on LinkedIn or something mm-hmm. and it's like, 
Oh, that's that LinkedIn page. That's all full of lies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are all gross yeah. exaggerations. Yeah. Um, no, but it's like, oh, that was you know a job I did like ten years ago or something, or yeah. like through like a site like LinkedIn, they'll be like, oh, you know, so and so, and I'm like, who? And then they'll be like, so and so, and then I'll like look them up and be like. Oh yeah, <laughs> I vaguely remember this person. Yeah, I'm bad at remembering uh, like uh, faces. Well, I don't think it's necessarily even that. I think sometimes I will run into situations where it's like somebody I worked with more than a decade ago, and it's like, oh, this person doesn't look the same anymore. And I, you know, I I like this person, but I haven't thought about them in ten years. So. Right. You friends with? Have you ever been friends with any of your coworkers? Yeah, oh, I never do that. Um, yeah, yeah, I've been. Yeah, I pretty much every job I've had, which and how haven't do you have been so that few friends. <laughs> I haven't had that many jobs, Tim. Uh, next tip. Next tip. Um, uh, practice answers to common questions. Right. Um, or some common questions. Uh, how old are you? <laughs> practice that i don't think you're allowed to ask that in an interview actually uh what are the last four digits of your social what's your mother's maiden name yeah and first pet then later on you ask him what what are the first three digits of your social yeah but you got to mix it up a little (laughs) right so they don't realize uh the what's your biggest weakness which i remember just like i work too hard see they tim it takes some there whoa We've never had. Usually people say it's stealing (laughs) (laughs) or uh, laziness or they have a substance abuse problem. But you, You you your biggest problem is you work too hard. If you look at this weakness. That's a good thing for me. Yeah, if you look at it from another angle, that could be a positive. Mm. It's not necessarily, but I guess I I can see how you think it's a weakness. Also, if somebody thinks working hard is a weakness, maybe you don't want them working for you yeah well you know what around here we we want our people to work hard yeah we this don't is, want this somebody to think uh, they failed because they worked hard this isn't a head shop or something where you can just uh smoke doobies all day and if you're working too hard it's like hey man you're freaking the customers out stop working so hard i don't want to work at a head shop ever <laughs> no, i don't either i don't think i'd get along with the clientele <laughs> i was gonna say i bet people at head shops get like the weirdest questions all day probably just like ask questions about like drugs they don't know about like hey could i use this for you know uh pindle pap and they're like well i don't know but the head shop guys know what pindle pap is the good ones do yeah, yeah. <laughs> but not the ones that work too hard and as such get get kicked out and now they're looking for another job uh where do you see yourself in 5 years they want to they want to see that you got a you got a plan yeah, I uh I had a job interview once where um somebody asked me, I think they asked me like what's your biggest weakness type question? And usually my answer is I don't have any. <laughs> which really? They, which they like to hear, Tim. They like to hear that you have the self-awareness to know that you don't have any weaknesses. Yeah. Um no, they asked me, you why know, would you hire me if I had any weaknesses? <laughs> um no, they like uh uh no how did it go um they yeah that's what i i think they asked me if i had any weaknesses and i like 
gave you know the, the kind of answer you're supposed to and literally the guy went, my pants <laughs> <laughs> once a month or so <laughs> and literally the guy was like that's a bullshit answer uh but like we had a friendly rapport so it was that. fine yeah but then guess what later on when when it was time for me to ask questions when he asked answer one of the questions i said that was a bullshit answer and guess what you didn't get the job <laughs> we we founded google together uh no i did get the job because by then it was like there was like a good rapport yeah uh i would say that that's part of it like try and establish some kind of a rapport if somebody curses curse back at them if you angrily (laughs) and someone says something about your mother try back 10 times harder about their mother (laughs) if somebody curses try and curse back as quickly as possible (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with with like a higher level curse. <laughs> right. They say ass, say fuck, go right to fuck. Yeah, and just uh, as quick as, as loud uh, fuck. Yeah, and as aggressively as possible. Yeah, like if they're like, oh yeah, you know, uh, last quarter we were really out on our ass, fuck. Yeah, they like, the, they're like, they're like, they're like oh, this guy's cool. Oh, bold. Yeah, another another alpha male. <laughs> yeah, hopefully the person that's interviewing you isn't an alpha male. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise they might get uh, intimidated. Tom, I will say this about the the uh, the questions that like are you know the uh, what's your biggest yeah, weakness yeah. and stuff. Like, I don't know about you, but like many times, uh, the interviewer has to ask questions that they don't give right, a shit about. Yeah, like, yeah. if you ever get from an interviewer, like, a, tell me about a time at work where, and, like, you know, yeah. that whole yeah, line oh, of questioning, yeah. that's always, like, that guy didn't think of that question. <laughs> he doesn't care about your your answer. <laughs> well, I remember, like, HR so, told him to say that. So many times at jobs where I've been a manager, like, having to do an interview last minute because like somebody showed up that everybody forgot about, yeah. you know, somebody scheduled an interview. What kind of freaking <laughs> cops organizations well, like, have you worked for? Well, like somebody would schedule an interview, but then they had some other crisis they had to deal with. Yeah. So they were like, can you just do an interview? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I would just resort to like, yeah, I don't. I, I mean, sometimes I was doing it. It's like, I don't really know what this job is. So I'm just going to ask you. Yeah. And it sucks. But like, I'm going to ask you out on a date. <laughs> it's, it's not illegal if you don't work here yet. Exactly. And if the person wasn't supposed to interview you. <laughs> um, no, I like, I don't know. It sucks that those questions exist, but I feel like there there is almost a like I have to ask you some questions to make sure you're not a complete maniac. Right. <laughs> also, it's like I think a lot of the interview process is like, can you answer a question? <laughs> can you put together a few coherent sentences yeah. that are concise, mm-hmm. vaguely answer the question, right? And don't sound insane. Yeah. Right. And like that's that's like that's like ninety nine percent of it. It's just yeah. like, are you gonna talk for ten minutes about nonsense like Sarah Palin in like yeah. two thousand eight? Mm. Or are you just gonna like say a couple things that relevant to what I asked right. and then we're gonna move on? I will say actually that I do remember 
doing interviews where I asked that that line of questioning of like, can you tell me about a time you had a challenge at work and mm-hmm. you had to figure out a solution and implement it or whatever? And like sometimes I would get answers where it's like, okay, let's wrap up the interview <laughs> because the problems sometimes it would be like a problem that they caused, like where and and not like by accident, by like, oh, you shouldn't have been doing that. Uh, and then sometimes, sometimes people would it would be like, so me and Georgie in the back, we had this scheme, right? Yeah. Where we'd have an open box, he'd mark it down for me, sell it to me at a well, criminally I mean, low. Point. I don't know if that kind of and thing I, ever happens. I would have another product that Georgie wanted. I'd mark that down. Uh, I scratch Georgie's back. He scratches mine. Then Georgie decides he's going to fuck me over. <laughs> and flip. <laughs> um, no, but So that was a challenging experience <laughs> I had at work. No, and then sometimes people would have like legit problems where like, I'd be like, okay, like so far so good. And then the way they would solve it would be by like, shoving the responsibility off to somebody else or like hiding it from from anybody else finding Mm -hmm. out um which also is not so like sometimes that line of questioning was actually uh you got an idea and then sometimes some of you like my coworker was an asshole yeah well and sometimes people would explain problems and like hearing what they thought was a problem Sometimes and like the way they would describe it, you'd be like, oh, you're going to have to deal with way bigger problems. Like that is not a you're describing like a regular transaction. Like I remember at the store, like people would be like, oh, this woman came in for a return, but she didn't have a receipt. Uh, So I asked her if she had a credit card that she bought it with and we could look it up that way. And it's like, that's the biggest problem you've ever dealt with. You're going to have to do that 20 times a day here. Some people have charmed lives, my friend. (laughs) Uh, Number three, reread the job description. Ah. I think that's a a good... Yeah, don't just read it once. Remember what you applied for. Although I feel like, I don't know, maybe it was just like the place I was in my career, like... I interviewed for a lot of jobs where like the job descriptions were vague, (laughs) like a lot of jobs where it was like, we don't have anybody doing this yet, Mm -hmm. but we want to have somebody doing it. So it's going to be like, but nobody here like knows about it. (laughs) So we're going to describe the job and like, you were not qualified for these jobs, Tom. uh, No, they, it was a lot of times like the people putting like the HR people putting together a description or something. We're not really sure what the yeah, job well, was. What I'm saying is those are, you got to read between the lines. For no, I'm qualified for every job. No, if it was that, that I've vague, ever interviewed for, they had somebody in mind and had to go through the motions. <laughs> no, because I had uh, like the last time I went, you know, the story, but the last time I went for job interviews, I was interviewing with like three different companies. Is that Halliburton? Blackwater (laughs) and the Bush White House. Um, No, uh, two companies I was interviewing with at the same time that will remain nameless because one is sometimes a sponsor of the show, although I do not hold any ill feelings towards them. Um, Ned? (laughs) 
No, it wasn't Ned, Tim. Jesus. <laughs> Ned's been a company for like three months. Yeah. And they're uh, doing great from what I They're doing great. They make a great product. I yeah. used their product last night to go to sleep. Yeah. Um, and we've been pronouncing it Pionia wrong. Yeah. Somebody wrote in. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, this isn't an ad for Ned. Um, Is it though? <laughs> the, uh, the send of an invoice. <laughs> What was I saying? Now you knocked me off track completely. You were interviewing at three different places. Oh, yeah. and um, two, You don't like it when people interrupt you when you're trying to talk, do you? Two of the places. Uh, we're they, really dumb and stupid, no. like you and your dumb face, <laughs> and your whole dumb family. Tim, if this is the way you act on job interviews, it's it's no wonder. Do you uh, think you're interviewing me for a job every week? Do you think <laughs> that's what Yeah, is? Tim, and I'm, I'm close to making a decision. Uh, really? Every week I leave my house, I say to my wife, like, ah, another round. But yeah, I'm really I, not sure if you're... What the hell is your dog doing? <laughs> She's scratching How is herself. your dog making this much noise? <laughs> the hell, all hell is breaking loose. I, I had two different jobs. <laughs> Ginger, I was stop it. <laughs> just hitting the floor like thumper, scratching <laughs> herself. Uh Two different jobs I was interviewing that, like you were saying, I had to come in for like four rounds of job interviews. And then like the second to last round would be like, we're going to have like round robin everybody from the company over yeah. like four hours come in here. It's like, Can you use all of your vacation time for your current job <laughs> yeah. to come in here? Uh, and sometimes it was like, yeah, we're going to we're going to have like everybody interview you. So part of that is going to be like pulling some like vice president that d does not want to be doing this right now and was not given any heads up there. We're going to pull her in and she's going to be like, you know, just not happy with the situation at all. Um, but I had two different jobs that uh, both told me, like, we're making a decision this week. We're down between you and one other candidate. And then both of them call me up and say, we decided not to hire either of you. So, and Putting you down easy. It presented it. No, presented it to me in a way such that it was like, um, we're not hiring either of you. So you can't feel bad. Right. <laughs> Somebody didn't get the they job. They hired the other guy. Somebody. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. They did. They just no, told they, you they didn't hire anybody. Why would they lie about because, that? Because so you'd feel good about yourself. And then I didn't freaking feel good. Years later, no, you're I got still like, hey, this is great. <laughs> no, no, I didn't feel that way at all because all I felt was like, oh, wow. So this was a tremendous waste of time for everyone. Yeah. Uh, because I. That's what life is. Well, it goes. But it goes with my other complaints. Both of these jobs <clears throat> were like vaguely. Uh, new positions that they didn't really know what these positions would be completely. And it also seemed like they didn't know like what level of person they wanted uh -huh. and like how much they were going to pay uh, for the, for the jobs. Um, so it, it both were just very frustrating because it was like, Oh, you guys didn't all like get together before and decide like, here's how much we're willing to pay for somebody. Here's uh, like what the job's going to entail. Yeah. They're all just, they're, you know, shuffling papers around at work every day. Like most people. That's what I said. I was like, it's just going to be shuffling papers around all day. Yeah. Could do that. Yeah. One time, Tom, the, my biggest pet peeve, mm -hmm. um, 
the last time I interviewed for jobs, which was like years ago, we're out of touch. Yeah. Um, I, I will say too, actually, uh, real quick, because before I forget it, that in both these cases, the person that like was responsible for the hiring was not the same person I would be reporting to. And that by the time like that person was brought in, I think they were like... This is a detail. They were no, like, oh, why did you bring in these we people? This it, isn't the kind of people why, I want. This is why you... They're overqualified. He's too right. smart. He's too smart and handsome. Yeah, he's too good looking. None of the people are getting... wiener was too big. It, it, it <laughs> so, made me uncomfortable. He, he insisted on doing a drug test in front of me. <laughs> uh, there was like... Uh, I don't know if it's still this way. I think it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um if you'll go through several you rounds, you can do job interviews on TikTok now, Tim. Uh, you go through several rounds of interviews, uh-huh. and like you're getting close, and then you just never hear from them, and then oh, they yeah. don't they answer ghost your you. emails at yeah. all. Yeah, I've heard that that happens a lot now, which is even more which insane. Is insane. Yeah, incredibly rude. Especially like you can do the most impersonal, just like a form email, just yeah. to to like. Close the book. Oh, so somebody, uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Even with just... some big evil bank that launders money for terrorists that I uh, <laughs> that I interviewed at like uh-huh. a decade ago. Yeah. Um. And I went in like I went in for like seven interviews. Like I yeah. met everybody except for like the CEO of the bank. Mm-hmm. And then like I was like, oh, that went well. And then like followed up like like that went well. I was really talking up uh, how much I agree with that terrorist organization's ideals. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> These sickos, they like to hear that shit. <laughs> fucking banks. I don't even remember what bank it was. Anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, but you just never heard back from them. No, again. and I and I like I. Emailed HR, I called HR, yeah. and they just like never got back to me. Yeah, luckily I never had that happen. And the one time I thought it happened, I called because it, it had been like three weeks or something, and I was just like, I just need to like stop thinking about this. And they were like, Oh, yeah, we want to hire you. <laughs> it was I didn't call, I emailed. Yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, we want to hire you. It's like, what? Why did you wait for me to, to ask? <laughs> they like, wanted to see if you had initiative. You took initiative. Well, even that wasn't really in. No, because that's the other thing. Like, don't that. Here's one of Tom's tips. Like, don't email too quickly right away. You know, sometimes I would I would interview people and they would be like emailing every day asking, uh, like, send a nice thank you yeah. email. You don't but, do the thank you email. You're a, you're a dingus. Uh, yeah, you're a moron. Yeah. But don't overdo it, too. Sometimes you just feel like, thanks for talking with me. It was great hearing about the company. Yeah. And and if there is anything to follow up on. Yeah. Uh, that like you didn't know off the top of your head. But, you know, yeah, you put your glamour shots in there. <laughs> your poetry, your create your short stories. Um, no, but like I've worked jobs where like people have sent like gift baskets afterwards and it's like, ah, this like, I mean, and they've never been the people that were like top of my, actually one was and, and that person was hired, Mm. but, uh, you know what? I blame the freaking companies, but I wasn't impressed, but other people were like, Oh, but just, I like that. Like these, uh, the, the startup world Uh before it got like super mature, like, they would be like, "Oh, look at this guy! We hired this guy. Uh, his resume came in in the form of a rap that he performed, and <laughs> yeah. that was so creative. And now they all have to put on their websites like, please, please just don't follow, send us yeah. rap videos. <laughs> just, just uh, 
follow the procedures. We're not if you send your cover letter on a boomerang or whatever. It's not. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're, well, what are they gonna do, Tim? Throw it out. It's gonna come right back. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't have time for the rest of Indeed's tips. They're they're the rest aren't good. They're uh, recruit a friend to practice. Sure. Tom, have Prepare you ever done a list that? Of, no. Then you're sit and be like, all right, Tom. Now you interview me, and I'm like, any any question I answered sincerely, you'd be like, what a loser. Yeah. Can I say that. I mean, that's maybe also, something ugly. you could do with a romantic partner. Somebody yeah. you feel more uh, comfortable oh. being vulnerable with, Tim. That's true. Uh, prepare so a list of always constantly belittling you. <laughs> prepare a list of references. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're gonna ask for them. They're gonna ask for them and like and prep those references. Be like, hey, heads up, you might get because sometimes somebody would be like, oh, I'm going to Tahiti for a month or whatever. I'm throwing my phone in the ocean. Uh, be prepared with examples of your work and prepare smart questions for interviewers. Mm-hmm. I will say that that's another Boring good one though. Part. Prepare. You don't have to do this. Uh, prepare questions ahead of time. Don't try and think of them uh, off the yeah, top. Of course, Tim. Let's do the plugs and then I'll give my tips. Oh, Tom's tips. Yeah, right. Tom's hey, tips. Hey, stick around after the plugs because you're not going to want to miss Tom's tips. Uh, TCGT.com is our website to find out more. You can go to TCGT.com/live to buy live tickets to our show October fifth in New York City or New York City live streamed over the web. You can buy those tickets to you anywhere on earth. TCGT.com/live. Uh, sign up for our Patreon. Patreon.com/complete guide. This week, a new season series of books. The podcast begins. With the novelization of the film Junior. Yes. Uh, Tim is reading the novelization of the 1994 film Junior. Yeah, it sounds about right. Uh, starring all Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito, and uh, who's the other one? Emma Thompson. Um, well, more importantly, the book is written by uh, Leonor Fleischer. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we got to know who the author is. Yeah. Patreon.com slash complete guide and get those episodes and all the back catalog of books to podcasts at all. Uh, follow us on Twitter at complete guide. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal, Tim. Uh, that's all the plugs I'm going to do for today because I got to get to these. There's tips a Discord. Then. There's a Reddit. They're oh. all on the website. Uh, Tim, here I have three tips. Tom's three top tips. The T is also alliterative in three, even though. Yes, uh, Tom's tray tips. You know, a trio. Tom's trio of top tips. Right. Number one, have a drink or two before you go in for an interview. Have you ever done this? No. I've done this. I, wanted to, I, did, I didn't lose three <laughs> jobs where they lied to me and said they didn't hire anybody. Was the other person also showing up drunk? Not drunk. But a little loose, <laughs> loosen up a little bit. You know, if you if you're too nervous, you need something. If you need something to take the edge off, now be very careful because you don't want to take off any more than the edge, because <laughs> then you're going to wind up in trouble. Yeah, uh, and also bring mouthwash if you're going to do this. Did you do this? Did you? Yeah, ever- like I I remember I like showed up early for an interview. I was like so nervous. I went to a bar and just got a shot of whiskey. Hmm. And then I was like, "Ooh, all right. Now I feel uh, drunk. Uh, now, now I feel like life's worth living. Uh, number two, don't show up covered in sweat. 
Oh, which I yeah. have also done for every interview I've ever had as a result of like often it being warm when I've been looking for jobs. Uh, I'm a very sweaty person. And then uh, I'm nervous and also probably running late. That's that's an actual tip. Um, just like get there like an hour early if you need to. Yeah, and then if, go to a Dwayne Reed. It's going to be air conditioned in there. It's nice. Yeah, just walk the aisles. I I will say that I've I've done that in other job interviews in the sea where yeah I just go into like a CVS or mm. something where I'm like all right I'm a half hour early. Uh, I didn't have to like hurry. I'm not nervous as nervous. So I'm not sweaty. And now I'm going to stand under an air conditioner for a half hour to make sure I'm not coated in sweat. Uh, and number three, act like you don't want the job. Yeah. Like a little aloof, a little aloof better than it. Yeah. Like you should be interviewing the interviewer. Yeah. Well, I mean, to leave that shitty company, (laughs) the best, I mean, it's hard to do. Uh, it's very hard to do when you badly need the job. Um, but I mean, there's no better situation than like having a job that you're not necessarily looking to leave, but taking an interview just Mm -hmm. to be like, yeah, you know, let me see what they're talking about. Let me see what they're offering. Um, because then you're just like very confident and you don't care about you turn the chair around like Dwayne Wayne, like Dwayne Reed. Uh, (laughs) yeah, but, but you're just like, ah, like this is, I'm not, I'm not being interviewed. This is like a conversation to see if I'm a good fit to see if this is something I want too. I mean, also I will say a legitimate tip. Keep that in mind that like you shouldn't be like, oh, I just want don't don't be like one of these people are in the bachelorette or whatever, where you're just like, oh, I want it. I'm here for the right reason. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, make sure it's a good fit for you, too. If you have the, you know, obviously, if, if you badly need a job, like and you got to take whatever you can get. But if you're not in that situation, that's uh, what I would always hate about interviewing people. I don't like being like, all right, well, you know, most of these people aren't going to get the job. Yeah. That sucks. Why do I, why, why am I, nah. I involved in this? In somebody's, I, uh, you know, setbacks in their life. I don't yeah. want to be involved in anybody's <laughs> setbacks. Well, that's what I would hate. Like sometimes at jobs, I would get pulled into interviews, uh, other people's interviews that they'd be like, oh, I want like help, you know, interviewing. And it would be like the 12th person they were interviewing for the job. And it's like, don't interview this many people. And like, if you're getting this many bad candidates, like if you haven't found anybody, like take Just another on the business. You don't need, you're, you're not good. <laughs> no, at take it. another look at, at, you know, with the, the listing and, and yeah. how much you're offering. Cause like, I've seen that where it's like, we can't find anybody good. And then it's like, how much does the job pay? And they tell you, it's like, Oh yeah. Cause you're not going to find anybody good. That's willing yeah. to do this difficult job for that amount of money or whatever. Juggling, Juggling fiery, uh, juggling fiery uh, bowling pins yeah. all day, eight hours a day, yeah. no breaks. You can't do that for cheap, Tom. Do you know these people that are uh, always like hopping around from? Uh, this, yeah, it's a very New York thing, I think, yeah, or like yeah. a big city thing where mm-hmm. it's just like nobody stays at a job for, or people who don't stay at a job for more than like a year and a half or yeah. two years. It's just like. You're maniac. I never want <laughs> well, to go to on un- a job interview again for the rest of my <laughs> Unfortunately, life. Unfortunately, in a lot of careers, that's like the only way you can move up. 
Yeah. Like a lot of places. I'd be happy. Like the quality of life of not having to go to a job interview. Yeah. I'd be stuck in the same, you know, dead end job for the rest of my life if I needed to be, if I didn't have to like try to figure out, make sure the the shirt is ironed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) These are the things you're worried about? Making sure a shirt is ironed? All that. And then like making sure that like, like one time I went to an interview at like, a cool place and I was way overdressed for the interview, like uh-huh. wearing the right clothes, making sure that like, yeah, it you don't fits. look like a, a, a weirdo in them, uh, like figuring out how your personal style fits in with the company's personal style. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Like you don't want to overdo too. it. Yeah. yeah. And like you, if you're going back three different times, you can't wear the same goddamn outfit every, every time. Yeah. And I don't know. And then just like, I just don't want to deal with any of that ever again in my life. I never yeah. want to be in that position where like, I'm, you know, trying to convince somebody like to change my life significantly. Well, Tim, I'm afraid you don't have the job. See you next week. Well, maybe I won't. <laughs> no, Tim. Uh, so, yeah, I thought I was pretty clear about that. Thank you for your time. We're, we're deciding to go in a different direction. Nobody at all. Nobody at all. It's just going to be you next week. Yeah, Tim, it turns out we should have uh, written the job description better because uh, we weren't, we didn't get the right candidates. Well, it was a grueling 12 year process. (laughs) I'll be honest, Tim, drinking during most of these (laughs) interviews has not helped. I had to agree with you. Luckily, it's not not what it came down to, but it it certainly didn't help. Tough but fair. Thank you for the feedback. All right. We'll see you next week. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>